the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Andrea Kay Show as we start to slide into the 4th of July weekend. I hope everybody's got some really fun plans this weekend to celebrate our nation. And I'm celebrating every time I have an opportunity to share time with you. I am sharing the studio tonight. DJ Carrot Sticks is taking the weekend off. Actually, not the weekend off, but he's not doing my show tonight because he's doing some other shifts. But sitting in for him is our buddy Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Love that enthusiasm, Nick. I tell you who is enthusiastic. I'm teasing you, baby. I tell you who is enthusiastic every time sitting in with me. At least I think she is. I'm speaking for you. Yes, Alicia Dern calling in all the way from St. Louis. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm good, except you promised. I thought you said that by now you would be in the studio here in San Diego with me. What's up with that, girl? Well, I'm still being flooded in St. Louis and I haven't built the ark yet. Uh, Well, we'll get on it, girl. All right. And uh, every, to everybody out there sharing the hour with me on Facebook and on Twitter at Andrea K5, thank you very much. Uh, you can call in the show. I, I rarely have time to squeeze it in. But hey, if you feel like it, give us a shout here at 888-344-1170. What are we talking about tonight, Alicia? Legal analyst, libertarian analyst as well. Um, the topics tonight, Alicia, are what do Trump vaccinations, a Mennonite bed and breakfast, Oregon teachers and labor laws have in common. Do you know what they have in common? Uh, I think they're all being repressed in some way. (laughs) Well, yes. Good answer, libertarian. Of course you knew the answer to that. Uh, These top stories, although the Mennonite B&B might not be a top story, it is really related to the top story. All these stories uh, really represent attacks on the First Amendment, speech and freedom of religion, and really what's the game plan in all this? Well, you know, it's repression. It's all about, you know, to impose the left's will on America. And as I said last week, you know, the Confederate flag, that was a false flag issue. It was never really about the Confederate flag. People got sucked into that. It was always about a bigger picture issue. Uh, just like the SCOTUS rulings were never really about health care or same-sex marriage. You know, it's about what this week's are about. It's all about dividing and conquering through racial division. It's about the destruction of traditional American institutions and specifically and most importantly, piercing the veil of the protections of religion and speech, because that's the holy grail of Marxists. They got to get God out of society. They've got to replace church with state. And when they can do that, you know, that's really when they can, you know, put the pedal to the metal and get on the highway to, you know, their, their, Marxist utopia. And it kind of sounds counterintuitive. Well, you know, the LBGT community and same-sex marriage, you know, marriage is a religious institution. How does that get them to removing uh, religion from society? Well, once they can, once they breach that wall into the religious area, then they can start trampling even more of religious freedoms. And, you know, we're already seeing that in play. 
And hypocritically, though, I don't know if you notice this because you very rarely have time on Twitter, but Alicia is on Twitter, Alicia Dern. She's also on Facebook. A lot of you all are starting to friend her there and give her grief on some of her libertarian issues. Right, Alicia? Um, yeah. Free support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hypocritically, Alicia, last week, the left immediately started using the hashtag loves, love wins after the SCOTUS ruling on same-sex marriage. And, and when the hate and the evil comments and everything and all the images, you know, came out. I was like, where is the love, baby? But even before we get into asking where is the love, what in the world does love have to do with it? I mean, are are we now, are we supposed to have Supremes sitting up there interpreting the U.S. Constitution according to the love meter? I mean, is is that what love wins meant to them? And by whose definition, if we're going to do that, by whose definition of love are they referring? Because it seems to me that given the fact that they're doing exactly what Alito feared, which is vilifying anyone with a religious belief as a part of the ruling, given the fact that that's what's going on here, then I'm thinking maybe their definition of love is really oppression, if not complete submission. Okay, not unlike a husband who beats his wife because he doesn't like her eye rolling at him for something he said. I mean, that's kind of how it feels a little bit here. And then some people say, well, it's really about equality. Well, where can love really be equal? Well, it's certainly not equal when those are the people, you know, claiming rights here are now trying to trample the rights of others in the process. I mean, I don't really consider that love. And my message also to those people doing the hashtag love wins, you know, where's the love from Obama to the LBGT community? I pointed that out that this week, you know, Obama has not been talking about ISIS. Obama did not talk about ISIS killing 74 children. Obama specifically did not talk about ISIS celebrating this same sex, you know, win, uh, win here by tossing some gay people off a roof. So there's no love there. He's cozying up to the Islamist here in America and abroad who would do that, who would just, you know, toss him off the building. But this isn't, but I don't want to be so specific to gay rights because we talked, uh, you know, uh, about that last week. But where is the love? On, in terms of the fostering the hate between black and whites, Alicia, because that is just out of control here in America. So for the left to be t- tweeting at all, love wins when they're fostering the kind of hate they are between races in this country is despicable to me. And, you know, then I got to thinking about, OK, well, obviously there ain't any love in here. Love is really not even a feeling, Alicia. Love is a behavior. And the left, who claims to be the party of love and tolerance, but there is no love in attempting to destroy the lives of others because you don't like their cho- choices of their words or thought. We're going to talk about a couple examples later with like that Mennonite B&B. And then on top of it, we, we've already talked about this, Alicia, how we can expect now hate speech legislation coming forth. Because, again, you know, it's just more and more and more about, you know, a stepping stone to removing more and more of, you know, our rights. You know, and, and if they can if they can breach that wall, then they can get the hate speech leg- legislation to where a priest, a pastor or anybody on the street better not use certain words. OK, and we can expect that the N word is going to be criminalized. And we can look to other European countries that have already done this hate speech legislation to see exactly where this is going. Uh, We can expect the F word, and I'm not thinking about the normal F word here. I'm thinking about the one that's related to homosexuality is going to be criminalized. But, of course, they're not going to criminalize one certain letter that's used against women, Alicia, because they they talk about being the party of women, but we all know that they don't care about how women are treated, especially not conservative women. But I want to know, Alicia, where all these people with your love wins, where is your love of country? 
Even Jennifer Aniston was outraged when she saw them hijack an incredibly important image that relates to the greatest heroes of our nation, and that's the raising of the flag at Iwo Jima. And they hijacked it and turned it into some rainbow-colored spectacle. I mean, even Jennifer Aniston. Did you see that, Alicia? I didn't. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, uh, Facebook and, all, and the news and everything became so ridiculous that I just had to unplug for a couple of days. Well, I don't blame you there. Girl, if I didn't have my show to do, I'd have to unplug it, too. Um, but then where would there be any dynamite, right? Well, I'm telling you, there was, <laughs> there's also no love for country uh, when they're attacking our free market system. Okay, because our free market system here has provided the greatest prosperity to the greatest number of people. And it's why we've been able to provide more money and more help and more care to everybody else in the world in our short time frame as a country because we're a baby nation compared to others. And we've done the heavy lifting for the world everywhere. So I'm telling you, the left better start to learn to love their country real quick because there is no love under a Marxism system. And that's exactly where the left is trying to go by dividing us through every different identity group they can, particularly uh, dividing the races and going around telling black people. I don't know if you've heard about this story story about what's going on in the school system that you know people are starting to find out about like in Oregon Marxism which is blatantly what they want is all about a totalitarian system that controls every aspect of your lives whether it's whether it's your business life your personal life what you're doing with your children thoughts in your head through hate speech legislation complete control and let me tell you they want to put Christians and people of faith in the closets where other people just came out of there is right. absolutely there is nobody who's going to win. There ain't going to be any love wins. The only thing that's going to win then is fascism. And I don't think that anybody that's been tweeting out love wins is going to be celebrating fascism when it happens to them. Am I wrong, Alicia? No, you know I do hope that love wins. Uh, to me, what what makes uh, our constitution and our country really great is this recognition that. We are not supposed to um, trample on other people and oppress other people, and that's out of love and compassion and respect and morality. And that, those are religious concepts, by the way. But you yeah. know, I do hope that I do hope that love wins. If, if what we do is we replace one hateful practice with another, we, you know, we have what we're going to have is just this co- continuing hierarchy of what is the issue du jour or the group that's the favorite status group, and that's it's no good if the favorite status group is, you know, white Protestants, it's no good if a favorite status group is gay people or black people or any people. Right, who nobody wins there. What happened, I posted tonight, what happened to live and let live? I thought that's what the left's mantra was. It seems to me it's all about just exploiting every identity group they can get to try to one-up everybody, like you just said, so that they can get to be top dog. It's not really equality. That's That's just the buzzword they use to try to step on our foreheads to get over us. That's how right. it feels. And let me tell you, Americans are ready to push back. I don't want to be told I got to go underground with my faith, Alicia. That ain't right. You want to go marry somebody? Go ahead. I, I don't even care if people marry in groups of 20. But don't be telling me that I can't use certain words or I can't believe a certain thing in a Bible. You ain't getting that over on me. But we got to take a break. When we come back, Alicia, I want to talk about some stories about where this is playing out. And then, of course, we've got your, your business block coming up later because we've got some economic news. Uh, coming up to talk about some new legislation for overtime rates is very important to small business owners. We're going to talk about the GOP race for the presidency. You're listening to the Andrea K Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer.
for intelligent, conservative talk. AM 1170, the answer. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I like guns, long guns, shotguns, short guns, handguns, big guns, rifles, little guns, in-between guns, and I especially like used guns. Me too. And if it's a consigned handgun, Check it out. Here's where the gun grabbers in Sacramento missed one. You can buy as many as you want at one time. It doesn't count against the one gun per month rule. If you're wanting to trade, consign, or sell your used gun, the El Cajon Gun Exchange is standing by. Now, this doesn't mean we don't like new guns. We love new guns. You can own a brand new Smith & Wesson Sigma 9mm or 40 cal for just $3.99. And when it comes to California legal ARs, if you're a stud muffin like me, check out the new Patriot Ordnance Warhog in 308. <laughs> More like dud muffin and and get this, you can even finance your next gun, new or used. Call 619-579-5152, that's 579-5152, or visit ElcajonGun.com for details. So, Cindy, what do you call a champion safe full of new and used guns from the Elkhorn Gun Exchange? Well there, stud muffin. I call it a very good start. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen and am1170theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thank you, Nick, playing some great old classic rock. This is back when Van Halen was at their best, man. This is back when David Lee Roth was wearing the backless chaps on stage. The yeah. crank... What? That was before my day. <laughs> when I was born, it was Sammy Hagar. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my older brother played this record like crazy when it came out. I don't blame so, him. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's awesome. Great music. Hey, you're all awesome out there. I hope you're all enjoying the tunes. I'm checking uh, out Facebook, and I think Timothy Shea is enjoying a little Van Halen uh, tonight. Um, hey, I'm enjoying spending this hour with you all. Um yeah, I was noticing on some of the Facebook uh, comments here that David Weissman, our buddy from Israel, love you, David. Um, he was saying that uh, a topic I was going to get into tonight got really heated on his page last night. Alicia, remember how Alicia, a while back we were talking about uh, this vaccination law here in California and Alisa Brent yeah. was on and we had Rocky Chavez on and they were really, really trying to stop this. This became a right. nonpartisan issue here in California. Democrats have changed their voter registration over it because even Democrats were outraged about this because when you start getting into people's homes and start telling parents what they can do with their children... Uh, that's when people start to get their backups, kind of like this religious thing, you know, and what and, and what happened was uh, you have been busy over there in St. Louis, Alicia. I'm not sure if you know that Governor Moonbeam signed it into law oh, here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I won't you know, I 
got, uh, I want to thank you, though, to all the Twitter trolls. I went on Twitter about it and tweeted out about it, and I got slammed, which thank you to all you trolls out there because my Twitter analytics went through the roof, um, which is very positive. But here's my take on this vaccination thing and why it's related to these stories tonight is because it doesn't have anything to do with love wins. It ain't about them loving children. It ain't about them caring about children's health. This is about what Jim Carrey said it was about. This is about fascism. And I actually would vaccinate my children if I had them. But I would be doing it out of my choice. I don't want the government telling me what I got to shoot into my children in terms of chemicals and substances. Now, I, I don't know whether or not vaccinations cause autism. But what I do know is that it should be parental choice. And to hear it quoted on the news, and let me quote Shali Zamarodi from Fox 5, the law states uh, that parents can no longer use religious beliefs as a reason not to immunize. Well, hello, are our religious beliefs no longer in the Constitution, Alicia? Well, I mean, what the law says is that you, you can't uh, send your kids to public school without immunization. There's no waivers for that. But the problem with that is that Everybody is forced to send their kids to school. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to homeschool and it's difficult to, uh, I mean, that's really your only, your only uh, option is to homeschool. So, yeah, it, it, you know, that, that is an attack on religion. It is an attack on people's personal beliefs, and there's no meaningful opt-out of, of that. No, and, you know, it, and it's so typical of the left. It's so hypocritical. You know, it's like Ronald Reagan said back in 64, you know, health care would be the Trojan horse to get into socialism because, oh, who can, you know, argue about health? And that's all the arguments that people were hitting me on Twitter. And I was like, if you care so much about children's health and you care so much about immunization, seal the dang border if you care about people's health. Because there was a scourge coming across our borders last fall. And that's why so many, even on the left, gave the majority to the Republicans uh, to because of Obama's amnesty, because they said the saw the flood of all these illegals coming through here with disease. We had Border Patrol agents getting all kinds of disease, and 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 it it was a nightmare. I said, and if you people cared so much about children, you would you we wouldn't have on the left. We wouldn't have Democrats all voting one hundred percent for partial birth abortion because Alicia, even in most Western okay. countries, uh, abortion is outlawed past the point of of uh, a heartbeat. Okay, that is a child. At nine months in the birth canal. Okay, so this is this is hypocritical. It's a double standard. This is about what what it's always about. This is about an attack on religious freedoms, and it's not about anything else. And did you hear? Speaking of it, um, did you have something you wanted to say? Uh, yeah, I was going to say that I'm I'm hugely in favor of vaccination, and I think that you know there are lots of ways that we can pursue it as a public health, um, you know, initiative and to to uh, to educate people on the good of vaccination, but I'm always against anything that requires people to do something that's, quote, for their own good, because that's always a slippery slope. And so when do they choose when they have dominion over our bodies and when they, when they don't? Exactly. And that was my argument because somebody said to me on Facebook, I think it was Joe, he, he was asking me, were well, you against vaccination? I said, no, I'm for it. I said, but I just don't think the government should be um, coming in because he's like, well, what about if you've got a child who's got cancer? You know, again, it should be parental decision whether or not they do chemo or radiation or what treatments they go or none, because right. I can't advocate for freedom and then put conditions on which the government can come into our homes. You know, I, we right. have obesity. Start, we have obesity. Seeing, What's up? Yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're going to start seeing like child protective services taking children away who are not vaccinated on the schedules that are required. I mean, and these kinds of things are not it's not good for society, and it's not good for our children, and it's not good for the families. You know, the government cannot 
it, the government is inserting itself as the ultimate authority above what uh, people, uh, parents think uh, about their own children. Yeah, I mean, we have an obesity epidemic in America. We're going to start having minders come into the homes and watch what's being fed to children. That's where we're going. Probably. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where we're going. going that way. You know, and there's no perfect, you know, we cannot start go, continuing down the road. Uh, toward and but liberals can't see it. That's what I don't understand, Alicia. Because it's easy to connect the dots and see where this is going, but they can't. It's like they can't see past what can fit on a bumper sticker. It's outrageous. That's, that's you know, because liberals think that the government is the answer to stuff. So you know, in their eyes, in their mind, if the government makes the law because it's for the quote good of everybody, that that's okay. And they think that the ends justify the means, and that's not true. No, it's not. And you know what. Look, you look at the the situation with. I guess they they don't care, or they're either actively out to destroy businesses. You look at what's happened with the the um, gay community going around intentionally going to Christian and and businesses owned by people of faith. Like we just found out, it was posted today that there was a bed and breakfast, a Mennonite bed and breakfast, which is kind of I guess an uh, a takeoff of the Amish faith. And right. they had a bed and bre- breakfast that was uh, used by a Lutheran church. I guess they had, you know, hosted weddings there and they had to close their business because of a lawsuit that was filed against them for discrimination. And, you know, they, the, and, and it's like, you know what, if they don't want to host your wedding, go someplace else. It, but it's not about that. It's they, it's about, they don't want everybody to live and let live. They don't want everybody to have a choice. The LBGT community and their agenda pushers are going around intentionally targeting businesses owned by people of faith, except the Muslims they are getting a pass on it and um, putting them out of business. You know, the, the really crazy thing about that is it's a sort of, you know, it's a sort of witch hunt because you can't force people to change their minds. You cannot force people to change their thoughts or their feelings about things. All you can do is drive them underground. And so, you know, and, and that goes for people who are uh, have right thoughts and wrong thoughts. You know, you might think that somebody who's racist is a bad person, but you can't, you can't put them in jail until they become not racist. They'll still be racist. They'll just lie to you about it. Well, so the it, fact that they're suing all these businesses is not going to make them approve of their lifestyle, approve of their marriage. What it's, what it's, what it's, well, it's, you're right. They're not. And that's not why they're trying to do it. What they're trying to do, and which was revealed last night on O'Reilly Factor by Julie Reginsky, is that this is about pushing for them to become a protected class. And, you know, and her argument was last night, which O'Reilly didn't want to touch with a 10 foot pole, was she, he asked her, he said, should a baker be able to refuse baking a cake for a Nazi group? Well, yes. He's like, well, what's the difference? And she said, well, you can choose whether or not to be a Nazi. You can't choose whether or not you're gay. I want to ask the party of science. And, and O'Reilly didn't challenge her on that at all. And I've said before, there's nothing, there's nothing to prove why somebody is gay. And, I, and, and so at this point, until there is, it's just a belief. Gay people, some, not all, believe they were born gay. Uh, they have a belief system. They have, that, that's their opinion. People who have, are of faith, who think it's a lifestyle choice and a sinful one, have their opinion. They don't want equality of opinion out there. They want, like you said, to be the preferred group, to be the, the, the how did you put it earlier, about the, to be the top group that's kind of over everybody else? Well, we're going to have, exactly, have a hierarchy. Of preferred the hierarchy. Preferred. So, yeah. Exactly. So what they want is they want protected class status as though they are equal to somebody who doesn't choose whether or not they're black. And my question is, if you're following me there, when is the party of science, when the party of science that denies that a child is a human 
and wants us to believe that snowstorms are a result of global warming, when they can produce proof that somebody is actually born gay, at that point is when they should get protected class status. And, and until, which, you know, which they don't I, have, I, and they're never going to have. But nobody I else will say whole, that. The whole argument sort of it misses the point anyway. And the reason we have t- Title VII is because of historically repressed populations, and specifically the black population in the United States needed some civil rights in order to, for society to run better, right? But it was supposed to apply to just public accommodation, so public places to eat, you know, public transportation, all these things. We're still supposed to be able to do things in private that could be right or wrong, but still have the freedom to do. So when we start pushing to expand all the civil rights laws, it eventually gets to the point of absurdity, and that's what's happening. So there are protections for gay people in uh, employment, uh, and and in certain public uh, spaces, it's not as much as they would like them to be, and there's a lot of variation across the country. So what they're trying to do is expand this area of law and control everybody. Uh, and they've not been historically repressed in the same way that the black people have in this country. And so I think you, I find it hard to make that argument that they're entitled to the same protections of Title Seven. But if they can get people to believe that they're born that way, that's their inroad to that. And that's why she said that. And shame on O'Reilly for not challenging her on that, for not right. having the courage to do it because he was scared we that are, some sponsor might push back or scared yeah. that, you know, he might lose a viewer of his show. It's a bunch the of crap. Is that if it's an immutable characteristic, it's something that you can't change about yourself and you should not be discriminated against for that. And so the interesting thing to me about that is, you know, transgender they're saying it's an immutable, immutable characteristic. I actually got attacked on Facebook about two weeks ago uh, by a transgender woman who was accusing me of being privileged because I was born a woman. Oh, gee. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, where does it end? In my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, at what point do we decide, like, this is ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. It's it's absolutely gotten to the point of ridiculous. And, you know, but it's really serious to the people like the bed and breakfast who are going out of business or people that are like, you know what? It's not the same thing as somebody coming into a retail store like a Macy's and wanting to buy a blouse. You're trying to force me to participate in your right. lifestyle. And, and, and that is happened. that is complete tyranny, in my opinion. And so businesses are being run out, run out of business. Congratulations, LBGT. You're right. destroying lives and trying to shove people in the closet, which you supposedly, um, you know, were tormented over. And now you're turning her right around and doing it the same thing to other people. Yeah. Hashtag you win. OK, right. Now, we got to take a break. I got to cut you off there because we got to take a break. Nick has like been yammering in my ear. But we're going to pick up this story on the other side, among others, because we got to talk about the GOP race for 2016. We got to talk about Miss Hillary and even more of her lies. And then we're going to also talk about the new overtime uh, um, pay legislation that's coming out. Don't change that dial, folks. It's the Andrea K Show. Then they talk about you cold when you walk It is for the skies But you were young and bold And maybe didn't that change with a wink of your eye Now no one's talking about those crazy days gone by This is AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too.
You want to have more fun this summer? Get down to the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park and enjoy things like To the Extreme, Math Alive, the hands-on, radical, interactive exhibition. Kids love it. It's all about fun, but it's all about science, technology, engineering, mathematics. There's the 4D theater. There's the simulator rides that are options for you and so much more. Plus, there's day camp opportunities, too. Check out all the fun. Yes, it's about education, but it's about fun and inspiration. San Diego Air and Space Museum, Balboa Park. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. Intelligent. Conservative. AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to the Henry K Show. You know, I usually think of myself as a gal who likes a smooth groove, but I am digging the Van Halen songs tonight. It kind of suits my mood because I'm kind of cranky. I'm kind of cranky tonight, Alicia, with everything that they're trying to do to us. Hey, before the break, we were talking about Alicia and her woman privilege. So we got to we got to talk about some other privilege that you and I have, Alicia, and um, that we evidently, according to the Oregon State Teachers Manual, we're supposed to be apologizing for the fact that we're white, Alicia, and we're supposed to be doing. uh, Here's what they're instructing teachers to say. All white people are racist and I am a racist. Did you hear this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. I actually don't want to send my kids to public school. But I'm terrified that if I homeschool them, they'll be taken away by CPS. <laughs> well, I have a feeling if you homeschooled their kids, they'd be quite smart. Um, and quite frankly, I, I can't even imagine. They've been trying to hide this from the public. And I don't believe that Oregon is the only place that has this going on. Um, because, right. you know, the, the indoctrination of children, um, particularly according to um, rewriting history, teaching them, removing important historical information and teaching children today that... Um, white privilege. I mean, there's a lot to be said about people's biases and all people have biases because it's, you know, that's part of how our brain works. 
But children are not sophisticated enough to understand that. And that's obviously not what they're teaching anyway. Well, they're teaching, they are teaching in this Oregon school district, and I believe this is happening nationally because we know that they're teaching white privilege. We know uh, that they're um, teaching that America is a racist nation. And, and what this guy said up in Oregon is he said that they were setting black kids up for failure because you're not allowed to tell in a school anymore in Oregon. And in many, and I've heard that this is happening nationally, you're not allowed to tell black kids anymore You could, or, or in, say it all as a teacher that you can be anything you want to be in America anymore. See, you know, this is this is across the board what what the left is about. It's anti-Americanism. It's that America's a bad country. It's that, you know, um, there's no such thing as equality. It's it. The left is not about uh, e- true equality, which is which is equal outcome, which is equal opportunity. They're about trying to to use government as a means to try to create equal outcomes. And that can't exist. That's why they're pulling this crap. That's why they're trying to divide people along racial lines. That's why they're telling white kids that no matter how hard they work, nothing they get is, is due is, is their own achievement. They're, teaching white kids to feel guilty for being white and telling black kids that they're victims and that they'll never be able to achieve anything because of, because of whitey. It, love wins. To me, I can't think of a worse kind of hate to perpetrate on a kid than to tell them that because of their skin color, they'll never be able to be what they want to be. I think that is just absolutely insidious. But that's Marxism. And that's how you got to get yeah. it over on people. And, you know, shame on the left for that. And because everybody on the left knows that this is what's going on and this is how they're trying to get power. Now we've got the fake crime haters. Did you hear about um, the black guy who was arrested, Alicia, um, uh, under the suspicion that he had put racist KKK outside of a black church? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's where we're at. We also had another woman who I guess uh, supposedly uh, allegedly raised forty three thousand dollars from people by playing the victim, claiming that her Christian neighbor was intimidating her over her supposed relentless gay yard. So then she goes out to raise money saying, I'll make it even more gay. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, that's that's where we're at. It's like everybody's exploiting it. Well, you know what? If if we were such a racist, hate filled nation, they wouldn't need to be trumping up fake crimes. Okay, to get it over on people. So, you you know, know. sometimes I just feel like Americans are too privileged and I'd like them to go and live in Africa for a little while and then come back and think about a problem. (laughs) Right. You know, exactly. we We got here by giving people opportunity and letting them be the masters of their own fate. It, it is a crime to tell children that they are that they don't have any control over their own futures. You're not you're snuffing their ambitions and their joy in life before they even have a chance. Well, and that's what Mark, but that's what Marxism is. That's the way unions work. Don't bother yeah. to try to work hard. Everybody's going to get paid the same whether you work hard or not. It's 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 you know. In, it's it's the dumbing down of people. It's the squashing of incentive and ambition and motivation. It's telling people, right. no, you've got you know, it. it, it the I the mean, mediocrity. It's the spread of mediocrity. It's so hate filled. When Mao Zedong did that in China, uh, they had mass starvation and mass murdering. I mean, I would hate to see that kind of attitude be widespread amongst our our children and our next generation. And it's and it's so sad because there are so many role models. How in the world can anybody think this is such a racist nation when we have a black president? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It, it's 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 so stupid. And you look at Ben Carson. I mean, how old is he in his 60s? You know, he came out of a racist American. The man's like one of the most brilliant, you know, 
surgeons ever in the history of America. I mean, quite frankly, I saw, you know, Kirsten Powers on Fox News the other night. I mean, my respect level for her went really down. I mean, I actually had her scheduled to come on the show and I haven't rescheduled because, you know, I don't even know if I can even have a conversation with her right now since she indicted me along with the rest of the nation as racist. You know, it's outrageous. But I want to get back a little bit, um, backtrack a little bit, but not really, because I want to move into the 2016 uh, race. And, you know, um, I said that I really didn't believe that Trump was in it um, to, you know, really be serious. But I'm kind of glad he's in it because I know you've been busy, but I don't know if you are aware, Alicia, of the backlash that's come against him. Oh, yes. I I, I have to be completely uh, blind to the media to not see what's going on with that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Hat tip to him because this man is speaking some honesty. I mean, you got Hillary who's lied all over the place and, and she's being heralded, you know, in spite of, you know, her lies for everything from Benghazi to the email situation. And here he is being, you know, being villainized and demonized for being honest. And he is being <laughs> flat out honest. Whether or not he's he said it in a way that was coarse or not is completely honest. He's being attacked like he is because he actually has uh, a chance. That's why, you know, when you have as much money and as much uh, limelight as Donald Trump, um, he's, a, he's a threat to his political enemies. And so that's why he's being attacked. Well, absolutely. And, 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 and he is a threat and he's also a threat to the immigration. Somebody said on Facebook earlier, they said, well, they don't have any logical you know, argument on behalf of illegal immigration. And so it's like Lanny Davis said, when you can't win an argument on the merits, the left seeks to destroy the person. Uh, with whom they disagree. But I had to have a laugh because he must be shaking in his boots tonight, Alicia, because none other than America Ferrara from Fat Betty, I guess, was the show she was on. Um, had, oh, uh, sorry. Ugly Betty. Same thing. Uh, she's it. She's put out a stern letter to him, Alicia. And, you know, um, he's probably going to backtrack and apologize, you know, <laughs> for that. Um, read, you know, I read it and she basically her argument was, you know, thank you because you galvanized the Latino uh, 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 voting block, and we're going to come out and vote against you mm-hmm. in large numbers. And I was like, that's a silly argument because you're all voting Democrat, and he's a Republican. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, not voting like, for him anyway. I know. Like, oh, geez, you know, but for these comments, you know, they were going to be voting, you know, en masse for re- Republican. I mean, yeah, you know, she just showed how stupid she is with that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who really. What's that? I don't think you. I said they're not going to the Republican primaries. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. So really, they don't have anything to say. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, my friend John Tesmer, he was like, "Well, you know what? You know, the word is that Romney lost in 2012 because of the Hispanic vote." No, that's what Karl Rove came out and said. There is absolutely no evidence of that. The the Latino vote is going to vote left because they, regardless of whether or not they come here from a Catholic background, they are coming here for entitlements. They want entitlements. You know, if they're coming here with an eighth grade education, they're not coming here for an opportunity to work as an engineer. Okay, Um, you know, but you know who really disappointed me uh, was Perry, because Rick Perry came out and criticized uh, Trump and said that his comments were wrong. No, they were not wrong. They were absolutely true. Mexico is not sending their best and their brightest here. They're not sending their entrepreneurs and their business owners. They're sending their, you know, 15 year old, you know, um, poverty stricken, disease ridden, you know, people who don't have any money. That's why they're coming here. You know, I mean, come on, Perry. I mean, you know, the Republican Party should be drafting off of Trump because he's got the guts to say what they either can't or won't say. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know we've talked a little bit about immigration before, and I, 
I am not as, as strongly opinioned as you as far as closing the border. I, I feel like we should have more open immigration. I do like the fact that America is built on the people who wanted to better their lives, and I think that that's culturally what we should be. But where I have a problem is an entitlement. You know, I don't care if the poor people come over and want to work hard and better their lives. I think that's what makes America great. I don't want a bunch of people coming here and living off of our tax dollars. Well, when they're coming here illegally, that's what's happening. We actually have a government that's going down in Mexico and going around and enticing them here with entitlements. And that's just a fact. And we got to stop that. Um, So, you know, Trump is now because of his honesty and because because of his pushback, he's now rising up in the polls. And I tell you who else is rising up in the polls that people need to be watching for is Carly Fiorina. There's another reason why Trump is moving up in the polls because people are loving his brashness. It's because he's not a career politician. Americans are so tired. They gave the majority of the Republican Party in November and they they just completely wasted that opportunity because we're pretty much a one party system. And watch out for Carly Fiorina. And, you know, she has she's rising little by little, push step by step, inch by inch, because that woman has a fire in her. She is who Hillary pretends to be. And, you know, as it relates to tonight's topics in terms of an attack of freedom of religion, um, you know, she's answered some really, really uh, uh, tough questions. And one of the reasons why I like her is because she's not out on the campaign trail like Rubio, Christie, and Jindal all saying the same lines over and over. Our allies don't trust us and our enemies don't fear us. You know, she is her own independent voice. She's answering some really tough questions. And, you know, she was recently on The View and she was asked, now Whoopi asked her this with complete seriousness, not even a joke, which to me is like... the dumbest question ever. She asked Carly Fiorina if she actually could govern everyone as a Christian. Nick, play this clip for everybody. I'm sorry. I got to ask this question. <laughs> um, the first part of it is you're running. I assume you are a, a person who is very sort of pro-life and, and believes in that. So are you going to run as a person who's going to govern for everyone? Or are you running on your Christian beliefs, what, because I, you said some wonderful things and it made me ask the question, if you feel that women should have the choice, have the choices, why do you think choice is not a good thing? Well, look, I think that abortion is obviously a very delicate subject. I happen to believe mm-hmm. that science is proving us right. I mean, the zygote in a, the DNA in a zygote is the same as the DNA the day you die. But I understand, respect, we, not, we don't all agree. Mm-hmm. We do have common ground on this issue now. The majority of women, the majority of young people, the majority of Americans now think that late-term abortion for any reason at all is a problem. So what I say is, I, I, let's I, I, go. See, they had to interrupt her because she was starting to make points there. And okay, what was important to me in the clip is the question was so outrageous. Can you govern everybody as a Christian? Well, wasn't Obama supposed to be a Christian, Alicia? <laughs> Every single one of our presidents, every single U.S. president has governed as a Christian. Yeah, suppose, yeah. in fact, Obama went to Rick Warren's Saddleback Church and actually said in front of everybody, I'm a Christian. He actually came out for traditional marriage and said it's a sacrament and, you know, God is present and this and this and this. And when he was asked about abortion, he said, you know, that's above my pay grade. That's a question for God. And if 50% of Americans are pro-life, then how can a pro-abortion president 
govern everybody. I mean, you know, and, and I was actually a little disappointed when Carly Fiorina's response, because she should have said that. Well, how can a pro-choice, you know, if, if, that, if that question is, is appropriate, then how could, how could any president govern everybody? Well, it's a stupid, the premise of the question itself was the, absolutely the stupid. Premise, the premise of the question is stupid because not everybody agrees on everything and any issue. Exactly. You you can't govern for everybody and make everybody happy. You have to do the best you can and uh, and do so within the parameters of the Constitution, which tells you what your limits of power are. Ultimately, it's not up to her as to whether abortion is legal if she became president. All it was. Right. Right. We got to take a break. We got to go to a break. All it really was was another attack on a religion. Oh, you can't really govern everybody as a Christian. So it was attack on Christianity. And it was a dog whistle to the women. That's all that that was about. We got to take a break. We come back. It's the Bellatrix business block. We're going to talk about the new overtime um, pay regulations that's coming out. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170. I don't know. It's no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170. The answer. AM 1170, The Answer, now has your answers for professional services you can trust. Introducing the Pro Center, where you can connect with the AM 1170, The Answer community for services like new windows, artificial turf and pavers, going solar, and more. You'll find quality providers like American Vision Windows, revolutionizing the home improvement industry one customer at a time. American Vision Windows, California's number one window replacement company. For more answers, click on the Pro Center link at am1170theanswer.com. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Dedicate one to the ladies. Summertime said, bang, you need something to keep you cool. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you here with me. Who remembers that song, right? A little ice cream man on the summer. I bet everybody's going to be eating a lot of ice cream over Fourth of July weekend. Not me. I actually don't like ice cream, but that's okay. I've always been. I know. I, I, Simon, Simon, Simon doesn't either. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad to hear that. Hey. <laughs> as, some of you, as some of you guys know, my husband's British, and so every Fourth of July, it's kind of a little bit of a you know war here in my family, and he always wants us to have fish and chips, and I want to have hot dogs. <laughs> well, I say you can have both. In fact, I would probably put I would probably put a little bit of the fish and the chips with my hot dog on the bun and eat that. <laughs> That's kind of how Andrea would roll. Um um, Bell, this is the Bellatrix business block, and I'm calling it that because y'all know Alicia is a legal libertarian analyst. She's a business owner and attorney. Her company is called Bellatrix. She's a labor law attorney. And so this is her business block tonight because we got to talk about, and I got to rely on her genius as the B-law attorney to talk about these new um, regulations that are coming out for overtime law under right. the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. 
And this is really important because, you know, this is so people like, oh, everybody's talking about freedom of religion right now. Oh, you know, let me tell you, the left is all about playing the game about fair pay and whether or not the Republicans are on board with increasing this wage and this wage and this, you know, aspect and who's who's offering, you know, these benefits. This is part of the huge way that they're going to play identity politics and play on people for votes. So the Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938 was that it must um, be paid time and a half past 40 hours if your salary was anything below $23,660. So this new regulation, a new law, will raise the threshold to $50,440, which that's a huge jump. Right. And, and that's going to affect nearly 5 million uh, workers, correct? Right. So basically what they're doing is that... You- There are two parts of the test for somebody to be exempt from overtime, and one of it is what your your job duties are. So management, professionals like me as a lawyer, certain software engineers, um, you know, doctors, accountants, those people you can put on salary. Almost all workers are are properly classified as uh, non-exempt hourly workers. And the point of the uh, overtime laws in the first place was to punish employers who worked their employees longer instead of hiring more people. So it was to force employers uh, in the Great Recession to hire more people at a lower wage. Okay. So um, so the t- time and a half is actually a penalty for working your employee longer instead of hiring a new employee. So now what, they, what they've done is they've then added this regulation that said you had to pay everybody double the minimum wage in order for them to be um, exempt, as well as them having the duties of an exempt um, employee. And so now what they're trying to do is they're, they're raising that. They're, they're raising it by more than double. And what's that, what's that going to do? Well, that's going to impact anybody who's a middle manager for a small business. It's going to impact professionals who work for public service businesses. So, for example, I know lawyers who work for law firms that focus on providing low-income people with legal access. Those lawyers often make $30,000, $40,000 a year. Those businesses will go out of business because the lawyers cannot be paid at $50,000 and still provide legal services to poor people. That's the kind of impact this law is going to have. It's about flattening the wages. It's about forcing everybody into the same income bracket, and that is straight-up Marxism. Yep. That, yeah. And, you know, it's it's like so many other, you know, liberal policies. You know, it ends up hurting the very people it's supposed to help. And, right. you know, and when, it, it, and when you've got... Um, another way to look at it is when you've got an economy that's only got 1.2% growth, you've got unemployment on almost 20%, you've got business owners that are struggling, they're going to force everybody into a 40... They're, they're not going to pay the extra oh, yeah, money. No, nobody's going to get right. any extra money in their pocket. They're either going to start going to part-time workers or they're going to hold everybody to a 40-hour week. Nobody's going to get any extra money. You're right. All right. that's going to end up happening right. is either people are going to get pushed into part-time work or people are gonna, not going to get any extra money and they're going to be held to a 40-hour week. Employees want to be salaried. They want to be salaried because there's a, they're not only it, it's a status thing, you know, I'm salaried, I have made it to some kind of management level, but they also want to be salaried because salaried employees enjoy more freedom with their schedules, with wage laws that, um, and lunch and, and break periods that, are, that hourly employees are hamstrung into. Salaried employees get to choose whether they want to sit at their desk and have lunch or take, you know, take a little extra time and go to a doctor's appointment. 
hourly employees don't get that option. That's why I always enjoyed being on salary plus commission. I never yeah. wanted to be hourly. I never wanted to have a punch, have to punch a time clock. It was like, you know what? Don't look at me. Don't look at me at eight. If I'm walking in at eight fifteen, or I'm going to hold you to five o'clock. I love to have that flexibility. <laughs> if I wanted to take a two hour lunch, and by being on a salary plus a bonus. Which, right. you know, people will now go to non-exempt status. They're not going to have those kind of bonuses. You know, I love that. There, so there, again, it's Marxism. You're not going to have any incentive to over to overproduce. You're not going to have an opportunity for advancement. This is straight up Marxism. You're going to kill sales forces. That's another, that's another really good point. Because a lot of employers should try to hire sales forces based on commission only or a small salary and commission, which is an exempt position. And by doing this, they're going to absolutely kill sales forces. It's going to kill small businesses who are trying to grow. You have to have a lot of capital to pay an hourly employee. And so what, you know, it, it, this is not about hurting big corporations. This is going to kill the small businesses. It's going to kill people who are trying to do things like public interest companies, you know, to help support people. It's amazing how these, these companies regulations, so they think, oh, this will just make everybody richer. You know, they said, this really drove me crazy earlier, and they said that the point of this regulation was to not only help the workers, but it was actually to reward employers who pay their employees what they're worth. You know, like money just grows from a tree. Yeah. Yeah, it's so pie-in-the-sky idealism, not based in reality. And what's surprising to me, and, and i got to leave it here because we're running short on time, is that the Republican Party is not pushing back. They're not articulating back exactly what you just said, Alicia. You know, so many American people can understand it if it's just explained to them the unintended consequences. It's kind of like we talked about with the left trying to trump, you know, um, you, you know you've got to be on board with the equal, you know, Lily Ledbetter or you hate women thing. When We've talked about how the unintended and the consequences with stuff like that is it ends up hurting the female workers. There's less jobs available. They'll be less likely to hire women. You know, if the, where's the Republican Party pushing back on this and explaining to the American people, hey, this is not going to be to your benefit. You know, I could have understood this at 16 if somebody explained it to me. Well, I got to leave it there. I got to thank you, Alicia, for coming on because, you know, we're going into a 4th of July weekend. I hope you and Simon and Fitzroy have a fantastic 4th of July weekend. I want everybody to tune in tomorrow night because we're going to have some fun. I didn't have a chance to talk about Hillary. We're going to spend some time on her tomorrow night. Della B. will hear tomorrow night. And I've got another very special surprise guest. I'm not going to tell you about who's going to be here. Thank you so much, Alicia. Follow Alicia on Facebook, on Twitter and Facebook, and check out her book. What's your book, Alicia? Tell everybody about it real quick. Ten seconds. It's Just Pursuits. It's a how to run for office without getting prosecuted, sued, fined, or uh, taken off the ballot. Awesome. Love you all. Have a great night. Thank you all for tuning into the Andrea K Show right here on AM 1170 The Answer. Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.